Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, what we talking about today? Well, we talking about deception. Deception by our enemy, the devil, in these last days. Oh, beloved, let me tell you what I know. There is much deception going on in the world today. And if we, who are being sanctified by God's Holy Spirit, we must pray always for wisdom and discernment. Many in the body of Christ are so precious and so well-meaning that some fall into the trap of current events. You got to be living under a rock if you don't know what's been going on in the world today, especially concerning Israel. And without going into the history of Israel and God, all you got to do is pick up your Bible. And we see certain things are happening because it is God's will for it to happen. And this is where most charismatic, apostolic, you name it, fellowships, they love for the most part, a huge majority of them love current events because this is their opportunity to prophesy about what the Lord is doing. Now, see, this is where discernment comes into play. And you know what? For the lack of 
of a better word. Just common sense. Listen, this is where we must, excuse me, test every spirit to see if these individuals are of God. Because John tells us, because many false prophets are coming forth. They love a good Bible prophecy. Oh, they love to warn about what's to come. However, they are not warning warning the people to repent and stay out of sin. Beloved, listen to the Holy Spirit today. If you and I are living in sin, it won't matter about a biblical prophecy if you are on the broad way. Many, sad to say, are on the broad way and they have been so deceived that they are not. It is because the leaders they choose to follow are not correcting them about lifestyles that are contrary to the word of God. But they will quickly tell you, oh, this is happening because Jesus is on his way. And you know what, beloved, as wonderful as that is, Many in the body are truly not ready to meet Jesus Christ. It is a blessing that he is tarrying. Although, who wouldn't want to be in his presence right now, eyeball to eyeball, enjoying eternal life? But things must take place in order order. We have to make sure that we will be counted worthy to stand before the Son of Man. Oh, my friend. So yes, we are going to be talking about deception in these last days. So what does the Bible says about deception by Satan in the last days, because yes, Holy Spirit, we must start with the word of God on this matter. The Lord Jesus Christ warns us, his disciples, his apostles warn us about deception and deceivers. So, let me just say this before we go on. Thus saith the Lord, my children will never be deceived as long as they remain abiding in me. Those who do not want the truth do not want me. Thus saith the Lord, 
Oh, my friend, the Bible instructs us that we are to worship God in truth. Truth. If we don't know what the truth is, how can we truly be set free? If you don't know what God is saying in his word, whether it be for a nation, a people, a generation, then we will be easily led astray. Many want to pull you back into the old covenant. Things, listen, things that was promised in the Old Testament is for the Old Testament. The unlearned who sits up under wolves and sheep's clothing, who love to keep pulling from the Old Testament, you will believe that you have to do what the Old Covenant is telling. But listen, you got to understand what covenant you are in. We are under the New Covenant the blood covenant. All what Christ Jesus tells us to do under grace, we follow Jesus' teachings. The Old Testament had its place. So anything that was prayed for, done under the Old Covenant, is not for us today. The fact that we can read about the old covenants, we can read about those promises and and those requests for prayers, it is for our edification, but it is not for our instruction. Please do not misconstrue. But we cannot be ignorant either. And we cannot be jumping up on bandwagons because we see the Christian population got themselves all entwined in a movement that God has not sanctioned. I know it sounds so spiritual and and it sounds so deep. And it is true that Israel has this special place in our hearts because the Messiah came from the tribe of Judah. So we have this affection because of our Lord where Israel is concerned, but we got to understand what's happening with Israel and God. Study Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11. But let us not get conceited about 
the temporary hardening that is on Israel today. Because if we read chapter 11 of Romans in particular, Paul lets us know clearly do not get conceited because just as we were grafted in, grafted in, we can be grafted out. Yes, beloved. So all of this, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. I can live however I want and still go to heaven anyway. We have been deceived. So what does the Bible says about deception by Satan in these last days? Beloved, we cannot be ignorant of his devices. And let me tell you, they are so subtle. Just because someone says the name Jesus Christ are not truly followers of Jesus Christ. Listen, 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later, in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Amen. We are going to see why people depart from the faith and heap themselves with false teachers. They will deny the truth because the truth of the matter is what Christ preached. Repent. But unless you repent, you too shall all likewise perish. And those who are perishing don't want to hear anything about changing their minds. They want their sins. They want their delusions. And, their, and they want their wickedness all in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't think so, my friend. Mm-mm. The Lord tells us you cannot serve two masters. And many, I keep saying it on the podcast, many are trying to prove Jesus wrong. Yes, we can serve you in this present evil world, a.k.a. Satan. If you and I remain friends with this world, we are, according to the scriptures, enemies of God. Matthew 24, 24, the Christ says, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Amen. Second Corinthians 11, 
13 to 15, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Amen. And beloved, this is so not the hour to be complacent and lazy. We're when it comes to studying God's word. And I mean studying it for yourselves, not chewing on bite-sized morsels of twisted, mangled, and distorted scriptures taken out of its context to suit the narrative of a false prophet. Oh, they got some scriptures for you, beloved. And if you do not know the covenant in which you are, they will they will drag you up and down the old covenant as if it is still in effect. Christ Jesus went to the cross. It is finished. Okay. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. But understand this, Paul was saying, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. Amen. And we, yes, Holy Spirit, we cannot be so enamored. You cannot be so enamored by your pastor that you miss that he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, my friend, I, 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 I don't have enough time on the podcast today to even go into how many of these we run into, especially on social media. You have known, well-known wolves in sheep's clothing and people still follow them. And if you give them the heads up that, yeah, this is a false teacher, why? Tell me why. And I have come, I have come 
to find out that even when you give them a whole dissertation, evidence, research, quotes from these wolves themselves that they have gone apostate, they have gone rogue, they are now corrupt. You give them all of this and they still come back, well, you don't know what you're talking about. So I have, as, as, as I'm led in my spirit, I have stopped given the demanded proof that so-and-so is a wolf. Because if you can't see it, it won't matter what evidence as you demand I give you to prove what I'm saying. It, it won't matter because you have already been indoctrinated and you won't be able to see. You got to pray for wisdom. And then, like one encounter yesterday, I told the precious soul, this individual is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And yes, he he needs to be on, on this list. It, it was a listing of well-known, publicized, false apostles and pastors and teachers. And because this precious soul saw his favorite wolf on the list, he was taken aback. Oh no, so-and-so shouldn't even be on, on this list. And so, you know me, I chimed in. Yes, he needs to be on this list. Why? And then, and, and then he says, why? Because he was part of this and because he says that he he's this. Like, these wolves tell you who they are. And so, yes, this is why we avoid them for every reason you are saying yes. And then they demand you give them proof for what? I have learned Time and time again, I have learned it will be a waste of time. Listen, beloved, not that I'm not willing to give the evidence because some truly didn't know. So fine, I will dig into the crates. I will dig into the research and say, see here, it it is on display for all to see. But if I'm discerning that you are a mocker and you will not be swayed because you have come to behold and love this individual, then yes, it will be a waste of my time. Not that, you know, I'm just this, this great wonder of discernment. No, but I'm, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit gives you discernment that this will be a waste of time. And so all you can say on most occasions, search it out for yourselves. Go into prayer. But no, 
I am not at the demand and beck and call of every mocker to give them evidence, show them the proof, give me the scripture. For what? It is an exercise in fertility if you are already bent, set in your indoctrination. It won't matter what we got to say and all the back and forth. I give you the scripture. You say no. I give you this and you say no. And then you want to twist and turn. I've come. I have come to learn. You got to shake the dust off your feet and keep on moving. So we must have an understanding about the times we are living in. You got to understand history as we know it is coming to a dramatic close. It is not always going to be like this. And if the elect are not cemented in their faithfulness and obedience to Jesus Christ, they will be led astray. Because what is so disheartening is what Christ was saying over there in Matthew 24. Many are going to fall away from Jesus Christ because of the persecution that is coming when the Antichrist rise to power. And those, listen, I'm here to break it to you. And I know how comforting it is that you can live in your sins and still go to heaven and you don't have to worry about the the persecution and, and, and the killings that's heading our way once the Antichrist rise to power because the church will be taken out of here before then. No, beloved. The church will still be on the earth. And I know what you have been indoctrinated with about a pre-trib rapture, and when all the the when when all the persecution, and when all the killings start to happen, and we are still here, this is why many will fall away from Jesus. You ain't ready for the persecution that's coming. Oh, beloved. Listen, John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he lies out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of of lies. Amen. And Christ was talking to the religious ones, them Pharisees, elders, priests, and scribes. Because listen to what Paul is saying over here in 2 Timothy 4, 
verses 3 to 4, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Yeah. Yes, because of wickedness and self-indulgence, people are not going to want to endure and put up with teachings about denying that flesh, picking up their crosses and following Jesus Christ. He says, when you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you ain't fit for the kingdom. It's either all or nothing when it comes to being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's so much more than being a believer because a believer not necessarily are followers. It takes a strong constitution to, to put something down that you want and live for Christ fully. Yes, my Lord. He's telling us these things for a reason because he does not want us to be deceived. So that we will fall away and we will and we will run after anybody that will tickle the ear, promising eternal life while you're still in your sins. That's a doctrine of devils. That teaching comes from Satan. It doesn't come from God. He wants us to be sanctified, made holy, to be ready to meet his son when he is revealed. Amen. So we are going to be focusing on 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. But... Beginning in verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception. Yeah. When, when the Antichrist rise to power, beloved, it is because this is the work of Satan. And he's coming with all wicked deception. For who? For those who are perishing. Why? Because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false 
in order that all may be condemned who who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness amen oh mm see this is why the lord is going to send a great delusion during that time you and i keep denying the truth and we rather have wickedness slipping and sliding up and through and around sin and we will run to anybody's apostate denominational church for a feel for a feel good god that assures us eternal life in the kingdom in spite of our willful blatant deliberate habitual habitual sinful life that is co- co- characterized completely by sin we're not going to make it beloved we will be the ones who fall away and turn in other followers of Jesus Christ so that you can eat so that you can buy and sell I'm telling you in those days faith will be tested <clears throat> all of us if we are still alive then we will be tested yeah who do you really align yourself with because see then what's in you is going to be telling the lord is going to see what you're really working with because we can't deceive him he knows everything so let's talk about avoiding deception in 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 the last days we need to know what deception is and how to avoid it you know what i can just stop at james 4 7 shut off the podcast and be done for the for the day because in a nutshell to avoid deception james 4 7 what it says submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you amen so if we are not submitted unto god if we are not resisting the devil well it's no wonder how many are being led astray what does what does verse 8 says come close to god with a contrite heart and he will come close to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your unfaithful hearts you double-minded people verse 9 
be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Beloved, this is so not the hour to be rejoicing and glorying in your sin. No, let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and He will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Amen. Okay. Okay. So, I know many people are concerned and even worried about the difficult events that are and have been happening around the world for many years, many years. The vast majority of people wonder why certain events are occurring. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul warned us about what we are experiencing. Remember 2 Timothy 3.1? The Apostle Paul warned us that in the last days, difficult times will come. Amen. Because you see, he was looking into the far future when he made that statement. And I believe the difficult times Paul referred to have been here for some time. And times will become more difficult. So I don't know what the world is thinking that we are going to somehow get back to normal when it was never normal. Homosexuality was never normal. Fornication was never normal. Idolatry, adultery, slandering, drunkenness, darkness, it was never normal. Scripture teaches that we are living in the last days before the return of Christ Jesus. Now, I know when, when we talk about the last days, we, we think about the seven-year tribulation, the battle of Armageddon, the second coming of Christ. Now, we know those future events are, are important and they are exciting to talk about. But I want to address the warnings that the Lord Jesus and the apostles gave about great deceptions that will occur in the last days. Because this will help us to wisely understand what we have been and will be experiencing. So we need to talk about some truths about deception in the last days. 
So we need to avoid deception about Jesus coming. Because listen, the first truth is that Jesus warned the disciples about deception related to his second coming in Matthew 24 verses 4 to 5. He said this will this would occur before the tribulation. He says see to it that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will mislead many. Amen. So if anybody is talking about, well, I'm Jesus, I'm the Christ to come. Well, that's deception. And we need to avoid that because he's, he has told us these things before it even happens. So that we won't be led astray. Listen, those who hear, follow, and obey Jesus Christ, we know his voice. We listen to it, we follow, and we obey. Anybody coming, talking about they are Jesus Christ, and this is a mere mortal, avoid that person. Don't listen to them. Don't give them your time nor your dime. Because notice, notice, the Lord Jesus Christ warned us twice to not be misled. That word also means deceived. He he is warning us to not be deceived. When he said many will come in his name saying, I am the Christ. He was, he was warning the disciples and us today about a very large number of deceivers. Yeah, many people over the centuries, decades months, days, hours, and seconds are claiming to be Jesus Christ. The point is that Lord Jesus is warning about deception. is already in progress. Then in verse 24, he tells us that during the last half of the great tribulation, deception will explode and be extremely convincing because they, they who, the false prophet and the antichrist, will use great signs and wonders to mislead. The verse says, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. 
Amen. Beloved, listen, you talk about great deception. Yes, we have many false Christs and we have many false prophets today. The ultimate deception. When, when the Antichrist rise to power and his false prophets, when, when they start doing all of these miracles and wonders, the the unbelieving, Christ-rejecting world will believe it. And the reason why they will believe it is because they have rejected the truth and God will cause a strong delusion to come over the whole world and they will believe every jot and tittle this Antichrist has to say so much to the point that they will take the mark of the beast beloved why we why are we talking about these end time events today it is because people are being deceived today claiming Jesus is their lord if we do not have eyes to see and ears to hear many 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 will be led astray and that's sad to me that's why i have this this burden to keep on screaming aloud and sparing nothing. I don't care you call me whatever you want to call me. I am not going to stop ringing the alarm. We got to stay focused on Jesus Christ. We know these things are going to take place. So what? We can't stop it no ways. We cannot. Once God has said his will on a thing is going to come to pass in his timing, the way he said is going to happen. Let us pray for salvation. Let us pray that all men everywhere do come to repentance. Let's pray for that. So, this deception will be so powerful that only the elect, the, the ecclesia, the called out ones, Christ's true sheep, only these can escape the deception. That means unbelievers all around the world will be deceived that tribulation period will be a time of tremendous deception that is why the lord jesus warned the disciples he said behold i have told you in advance amen he wants his sheep 
to not be ignorant. Only those who truly follow Jesus Christ will know what is happening. Yes. The message is deception about the second coming of Christ will progressively increase. Yeah, it's already taking place. It's already taking place. Now, we need to also avoid deception about truth. Listen, the Apostle Paul also warned us that truth and righteousness would be twisted or distorted in the last days. Remember, I gave you 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 2. Listen, Paul wrote, but the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Amen. Notice that Paul says in the, in the later times, or just before the second coming of Christ, deceitful spirits will increase. Demons will use people who have a seared conscience. These demons will use men and women who are insensitive to sin and evil. And what will they teach? Well, the answer is given in verses 3 to 5. They will distort biblical truth. Their instruction will be deceptive, beloved. What will be the result of their instruction? Their doctrines of, of devils? Well, 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 to 5 gives part of the answer. It says, but realize, we, we are going to read it again because this is the result of false teachings. Listen, he says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money. Why, beloved, all of this false teachings, prosperity, once saved, always saved. All you got to do is believe you can live however you want. Don't worry about that. You still get to go to heaven. You said the sinner's prayer, right? Well, yeah. Well, you good to go. Oh, beloved, what is the result of false teachings? We are reading. Look at the lifestyles. Yes, Holy Spirit. Look at the lifestyles of those who are being deceived because they did not want the truth. You got to make no provision for the flesh. You keep sowing to the flesh from the flesh. You going to reap eternal destruction. 
they don't want to hear about that anymore. It don't make them feel good and they will run to any false prophet, any false teacher that tells them otherwise you can live your best life now. Well, that's what they want to hear. And because of that, look at the lifestyles that comes forth. Listen, they become boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving. You can't please them. Mm-mm. No, there is no reconciling with these folks. Mm-mm. They become malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good. Yeah. Anything good, especially teachings on living clean and holy, they don't want that. Why? Because they are not living clean and holy. That's why they ran to the pastor down down the street, around the corner. They they even go so far as going to another country to hear the good news of prosperity. Oh, beloved, listen. It says they are treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, Although they have denied its power, avoid such yeah, avoid such men as these. Amen. And listen, because down in verse 8 of 2 Timothy 3, we are told that such people are opposed to the truth. They reject biblical truth and seek to deceive. Beloved, in the last days, evil will be considered good. And good will and good will be considered evil. Yeah, people will increasingly become more insensitive to sin. Their consciences will be seared and their hearts hardened to others. Yep. Evil is going to explode in the last days. And we must have nothing to do with it. 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 3 to 4 gives us another warning. This warning is about an evil leader who will appear in the last days at the beginning of the tribulation. The Apostle Paul says, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed. What is he talking about? He's talking about before Jesus Christ returns, these things must and will take place. So, all of this pre-trib rapture, listen to the Holy Scriptures. Jesus, the day of the Lord, 
is not going to happen until what he says. He says, unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. So all those who teach, we don't have to worry about the Antichrist and his demonic, satanic, brutal, vicious, horrible rule because we won't be here. You talk about deception. I know it's, it's like a, a whew. Well, I'm glad I ain't got to go through that. Oh, beloved, according to this scripture, before Christ returns, the Antichrist will be on the scene. And he ain't going anywhere until Jesus returns and deals with him. So let no one in any way deceive you. For it will not come, what, the day of the Lord, unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship. Amen. This passage is about the Antichrist. He will be the leader of a nation. Notice, if you notice, he is called the man of lawlessness. That describes his character. He will not be subject to God's moral law or to any government laws. This lawless man, beloved, will be a proud man who does not fear anyone. He will be the ultimate evil man. Eventually, this Antichrist will seize control of the world and then rule the world. Notice, right? Paul warns us to not be deceived by him. So tell me again how we are out of here. Who do you think Paul is warning? And don't you even say, well, he's warning those tribulation saints. Where in the Bible does it even talk about tribulation saints? You know, we're you got that from your apostate church. You and I got that from those left behind books written by apostates. They even turned them into movies. There is no tribulation saints. What is a tribulation saint? Well, beloved, according to the false doctrine of a pre-trib rapture, Christ is going to rapture the church out of here before all that terrible time will take place. And those who are left behind, some of them will come to Christ. And therefore, they, they will be um, saved, but that they have to go through the tribulation. That's not true. Revelation tells us 
no one repents. During this time, no one repents, even when the judgments of God, and they know it's coming from God, when the judgments of God are raining down on the earth, people are going to still stay in sin. They're going to curse God. The Bible says no one repents. Study the book of Revelation. Study it. All of it. No one repents. So if no one is repenting, there will be no tribulation saints. At some point, at some point, wherever it falls in line, in that timeline, is not at the beginning. It could be at the end. So without getting into all the many doctrines about the rapture, we know the saints will be gathered to Christ. Those who are left behind were never Christ's crisis in Christ. And no, no one will be coming to Christ. Listen, if, if the Holy Spirit is not here, if the church is not here, who are going to be preaching the gospel to these quote-unquote tribulation saints, how will they come to Christ if the ecclesia is not here to preach the gospel? See how we are, we can be ignorant and unlearned because we are following apostates. It's no wonder when this tribulation starts, many will fall away. They will believe Jesus lied to them. They going to blame and fault God that he didn't keep his word about snatching them out of here. No, he kept his word, but you rather hang on the false doctrine from heretics. See, beloved, See, please, see, hear, do not be led astray. We keep living how Christ tells us to live. We are going to see him. We will be lifted up on the last days. Yes, on the last day, he promised to give his sheep, eternal life, but we got to remain faithful and endure until the end. What makes you think you are going to escape great persecution and tribulation? Did Jesus escape? No, he did not. So what makes us think we are going to escape? persecution, death in some cases. What makes you think we are going to just skate right on through? A servant is not greater than his master. Keep that in mind, beloved. Listen, 
verses 8 through 10 gives us more information about this man. We are told, Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one whose coming is is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with the deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. Amen. So we notice three things about the Antichrist in these verses. First, the Antichrist will come in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness. Yeah, that is, he will be very politically powerful. His primary tool will be the art of great deception. He will skillfully deceive people into believing one thing while actually doing something else. Second, we are told that people will be deceived. The vast majority of people will think he is doing good. They will trust him, everyone but followers of the Lord Jesus Christ will be deceived by him. Listen, we are told that those who will be deceived are those who did not receive the love of the truth. They reject biblical truth, both sinner and so-called saints, beloved. Third, this lawless man will be killed by Jesus at the second coming. Yeah, the Antichrist is the ultimate deceiver. Why? Satan will incarnate him. And um, yeah, it's not going to be pretty, beloved. And this present world today in the year 2023 is ushering their Antichrist. All that we see all the wars, all of the crashing of currencies, all of these unholy, ungodly alliances, all of this pseudoscience, all of this fake medicine, all this entertainment to keep you occupied and distracted, all that we see is in accordance in accordance to the work of our enemy. That is why we must not be deceived and jump on every bandwagon of the world. Let the world, the Christ-rejecting, unbelieving, God-denying world, do what they do. And you see, this is all. I've been trying to convey. And I know many people think, you know, I'm I'm heartless against Israel. I'm just so uncaring, unfaithful. Beloved, listen. 
our focus is Jesus Christ, not a nation, not a people, but God. We know where Israel stand. We know where other nations stand with God. God, I'm here to break it to a lot of folk. God is sovereign. He got this. He has Israel in a place because of their unbelief. But let us not get so conceited about what's happening with them that we think that the church thinks we are the best thing since sliced bread. God got this under control. He has it under control. What we need to be focused on rather than current events and getting all emotionally tied up. We must keep our eyes on eternity. What's the point? Listen, what's the point in praying for any nation if you are still living in habitual deliberate sin? We must first get the plank out of our eyes. Prayer is a wonderful thing, but it but it can be distorted. Because what are you what are you praying for? Because if you read the Old Testament, because some of y'all love the Old Testament, okay, fine. Have you not read what's happened to Israel is because of their unbelief. They have chosen the path that they took. The Old Testament tells us there will be no peace. There will be no peace. They rejected the Prince of Peace. Some things we just got to leave it in God's hand, especially if you don't understand why things are the way they are. Stop jumping on bandwagons and you have no scriptural basis. No, we have not been commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I know many love to pull on Psalm 122. Read it. That is David's prayer for Jerusalem, for Israel. That is not a New Testament required prayer of the saints that if we don't do it, what? We are going to hell? That is not the gospel. And I know it is it, Israel it is trending. And I know it is trendy to be trending. 
We got to make sure we are in right standing with the Lord. What did Christ says? He told us what the first thing ought to be. The first thing. Let's go. Let us come over here. Matthew 6. Okay. Let us come over here to Matthew 6. And then I'm going to let you all go. This is what he tells us. Down here. Actually, I want to pull it up in the Amplified. Hold on. Come on. Let's come down over here. Verse 33. Come on. Come on. Get on down here. Okay. He tells us what the, the most important thing we need to be concerned about. But first, and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Verse 34, so do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Are you seeking to be in right standing with God? Are you seeking after his righteous character and being right and maintaining, maintaining your salvation? Are you doing that? Or are you up on social media demanding something that is not scriptural? Again, we must know and understand great deception is all around. You and I live in a world completely manipulated by Satan. Timothy 2 Timothy 2.19, Paul says, Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. And what is iniquity? Iniquity is you sinning willfully and don't even care about the consequences of sin. You, you don't care that the wages of sin is death. To be eternally separated from God over there in that lake of fire. You don't care about that because you don't you don't ran off to a local apostate church for a feel-good message tickling your ears for about 45 minutes to one hour of what false prophecies, teachings of devils. And then you go right back home to your living lovers, go right back home to your pornography and your your masturbation and your weed smoking and your pill popping and your lying and your gossiping and your busybodying and your and your and your slandering of the brethren. But you going to heaven though, right? Mm-mm. Nope. Great deception is all around us, beloved. And if we are not abiding in Christ Jesus, 
We will all be led astray. You must know his voice. Because when when you and I truly knows his voice, when when other voices get to chiming about something we ought to do, you will know, well, that that's not scriptural. I'm not, I'm not being mean and, and, and heartless and, and unfeeling. Listen, war is never good, but it has its, its place in Bible prophecy. These things must take place. So it's, it's not about being, you know, unsympathetic. No, but let, let us not get off into idolatry and deception that's that's the vein in which i'm coming from be watchful ever watchful the enemy our enemy is so slick with it he he will have you doing stuff claiming this is of god and it's not is anybody trying any fruit? Anybody trying any spirits out here? That's all I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you are not to pray for the well-being of those who are casualties of war. I'm not saying that. But this is yet another wonderful opportunity that we ought not to get off in idolatry, false doctrine, teachings of devils by men who are corrupt and seared in their consciences. That's all I'm talking about. To wake up and see the handwriting on the wall. This world is preparing for the entrance of the Antichrist. And listen, yes, Holy Spirit, if you are deceived in these small things, you will be easily led astray when the great apostasy and strong delusion happens. God is sending out his messengers to warn his children, don't fall for the okie doke. Just because things are happening with Israel, don't let down your armor. Be ever mindful. That's all I'm saying. That's it. I'm not being mean and, and callous and, and, and unfeeling and, and unsympathetic. I'm saying, be watchful though. We have an adversary who has been around a lot longer than we have. He knows how to deceive. Jesus calls him a liar, the father of lies. What makes you think he ain't lying? Oh, Holy Spirit, you talking about deception. What makes you think he is not lying to you? Well, because you see, in Psalm 22, it, it commands us to pray. 
Pray for what? Pray for what? You know, Israel's peace. Really? Well, it also pray about her walls and, and, and prosperity. Jerusalem wall has been torn down. They got a, a, a structure that is up. That's it. They have no peace. At the time that King David said that Christ has not returned, Israel has not rejected the Messiah. So yeah, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that her enemies will not attack her. Yeah. See? Are we not studying, beloved? And I'm not saying that to condemn anyone. It just, it is what it is. Some are not studying. Because see, I, I don't know. It's like when, when, when things happen, especially in the world, and since we know from God's word that this world is under the power, the influence, the sway of Satan. I don't believe anything they say or do, even when war breaks out. I know all of this is leading to their new world order. So I am not going to quote what they say about what comes out of chaos. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. All this is happening because it is on God's timing and plan. So, so all I'm saying, open your spiritual eyes, pray, pray for the gifts of Holy Spirit as he wills so that you are not deceived and and not get caught up in the emotionalism of well-meaning believers. They really do believe that we, we, we have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And they off with their Israel uh, flags, not realizing that that is not the star of David. Oh, beloved... This is where your, your individual research must have its way. Yeah. So, there we have that, beloved. Go in peace. Live clean. Live holy. Study the word of God on deceptions so that we are not easily, easily led astray. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we come to you in prayer. Hallowed be thy holy, righteous name. Oh, Father, help us in these last days to be ever mindful and watchful. We know how this world is going to end because you tell us in your word how comforting it is 
that when we do remain abiding in Jesus Christ, he remains in us. No matter what is happening around the world, it it is going according to your plan. It is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse before the Son of Man is revealed. It is my prayer for the saints and for myself that we be found worthy, accounted as worthy to stand before the Son of Man. Because we know, according to Revelation 12, 9, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Amen. Oh, Father. 2 Timothy 3.13 While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Amen. Oh, Father, we are not ignorant. We are not ignorant about who our enemy is, what will happen to him, and to those who follow him. We stick closely. We, sl- we stick closely to the one who died and shed his blood for us. Colossians 2.8 See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Oh, Father, you are telling us not to be deceived by intellectual pseudo-babble, high-sounding nonsense. We are to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus rightly warns us false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Amen. Father, you will send them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. And that's because they have rejected the truth. I'm going to leave your people with 2 Thessalonians 2. Starting in verse 8. Then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed and the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the Antichrist, the lawless one, is through the activity of Satan, attended with great power, all kinds of counterfeit miracles and deceptive signs and false wonders, all of them lies. 
and by a limited seduction to evil and with all the deception of wickedness for those who are perishing because they did not welcome the love of the truth of the gospel so as to be saved, they were spiritually blind and rejected the truth that would have saved them. Because of this, God will send upon them a misleading influence an activity of error and deception, so that they will believe the lie in order that all may be judged and condemned who did not believe the truth about their sin and the need for salvation through Christ, but instead took pleasure in unrighteousness. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, have mercy. Have mercy, Father. May the delaying of the coming of Christ be seen as salvation, that you are giving people time to repent. They do not want the wrath of God. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy your grace, and your forbearance. Thank you for being patient with us. Father, we repent. We repent of any thought, action, deed that is contrary to your godly, holy standards. Thank you that this day has been given to us for grace and that we do not distort it we don't we don't abuse it we don't use it as some license to stay in debauchery as if we have been given freedom to stay in immorality god forbid thank you father for salvation thank you for the holy spirit Thank you for sending Lord Jesus, who willingly laid down his life as a sacrificial lamb, making atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to you. Thank you for raising Jesus Christ from the dead three days later. Christ is alive today, sitting at the place of honor, the right hand of God, making intercessions for us, and he will come again. And as we await the coming of our Lord, we live lives in spite of what's going on in the world. We live lives of gratitude for our salvation. We walk by faith and not by sight. We have been chosen by you. Verse 13, 2 Thessalonians 2, talks about how because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through the sanctifying work of the Spirit that sets you apart for God's purpose and by your faith in the truth 
of God's word that leads you to spiritual maturity. It was to this end that he called you through our gospel, the good news of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, so that you may obtain and share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 15. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold tightly to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting comfort and encouragement and the good, well-founded hope of salvation by his grace, comfort and encourage and strengthen your hearts. Keep them steadfast and on course in every good work and word. Amen. Bless your holy name, Father. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being a good God, a loving God, a God that is full of grace, mercy, loving kindness. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Do not be easily deceived. Turn back to God. Come out from amongst this world. Don't follow its trends. It don't matter what seems to be spiritual is trending, test it. Because listen, yes, Holy Spirit, I'm going to leave you with this word from the Lord. If this Christ-rejecting world is telling you to do anything spiritual, have a side eye. Why would this world who rejects Jesus have rejected the Messiah? Why would they encourage people to do anything spiritual? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.